I feel like God just knew, right? Because if there was a game on last night, like, I would have stayed up all night, you know? And uh, if they lost, I would have been preaching something different. And, uh, you know, if they won, I would have been preaching something different. But today, uh, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Uh, If somebody offered you whatever you wanted, what would you ask for? Yes, that is correct. Andrew said for the Oilers to win. If somebody offered you whatever you asked for, whatever you wanted, what would you ask for? Um, you know, there's a way to, uh, to kind of uh, study the word, uh, to understand the scripture a little bit better. And uh, one of those methods is to kind of see yourself in the narrative and perhaps identify with uh, some characters in the narrative. And so we are in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Uh, That's in the New Testament, the second gospel. And if you guys want to turn there, you can turn there. We're going to have someone special come and read this for us. And um, so Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. And maybe you can identify with um, one of these characters. So, So there's going to be the crowd... And this includes the disciples, right? And then there's Jesus. Of course, there's Jesus. And then there's a guy named Bartimaeus, okay? And so uh, this morning, we're going to have someone special read this for us. And if you guys want to just have a look at the screen, uh, we will go to Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Jesse, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called him to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, We buy, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. 
Amen. It's God's word for us. And uh, we're just so thankful for Catherine. Actually, I forgot to uh, thank her uh, in the first service for coming to read for us. And she's part of our church family. And so I wondered if, if this passage hit home differently for her. And so um, you got a recording because we can't afford to have Catherine come for the second service. She's pretty expensive. Um, but uh, we, we see in this passage, there, there's some characters here, right? There's the crowd, right? And so if you, they're, they're coming to Jericho, right? And there's a big crowd of people, probably like the size of us here, right? Making lots of noise. And uh, if you've ever been to like a sporting event and like your favorite player or uh, uh, the Grammy Awards or something like that, right? There's these people. I remember one time I was in New Orleans and um, I saw like this singer that I recognized at this seafood place. And so I was like to my brother, I was like, dude, that's, I think that's him, right? And he's like, yeah, that's probably him. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to him, right? So I go, I get up and then all of a sudden these two giant bodyguards are standing in front of me. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I want to go talk to him. So there's this crowd, and, and they're, they're ushering Jesus out of the city, right? And, uh, you know, don't, don't we see here that there's people that can get in the way of this encounter with Jesus, with Bartimaeus? And in this crowd is also the disciples, right? And then we have Jesus. And Jesus, at this point, he's already famous, Right? He's been performing miracles. He's been, everyone has heard about this guy that is doing all this crazy stuff, crazy good, okay, not psycho. Um, and he's on his way to Jerusalem, right? He's got a job to do. His father has called him, and he's on a mission. But he stops to Jericho, but nothing is going to stop Jesus from his mission. And as he's leaving, through this crowd, Jesus hears Bartimaeus. And he doesn't ignore him, but he actually stops. Right? And then we have Bartimaeus, right? So Bartimaeus is this dude sitting by the side of the road, and the text says he's blind. And it also says that he's a beggar. And so in those days, if you were blind, you were automatically poor right? Your life is going to be hard. Um, right away, like, that's, that's going to be his life. He sat by that road 24 hours a day, every day, and was begging. It's also described to us that blindness was like a curse. People believe that it was because of something your family did or something maybe you did that you deserve to be blind, that you were going to be punished. And they felt like an outcast. They weren't part of normal society. They were rejected. So what would it be like to be Bartimaeus? I'm going to get you guys' help. We're going to try and uh, do what I was talking about earlier, is like putting ourselves in this story to see what it might be like to be Bartimaeus. Can you guys help me with that? Okay, and so uh, I heard in the first service that this was kind of weird for them, so you guys are going to do way better, okay? I need you guys to be the crowd, OK? 
okay? And so the crowd, again, he kind of walked through, and Jesus, um, you know, this crowd passed by Bartimaeus. And so this crowd, if there's hundreds of people in here, we're making a lot of noise, right? So you guys are just going to talk amongst yourselves, talk about how awesome my shoes are, okay? And who's going to win tonight, and all of those kind of things. And we just can be talking, and you so permission to speak in church, okay? So that's for all of you guys. And then as you're doing that, we're going to shut down all the lights, Okay, and as those lights are shut off, then I'm going to read for you a couple of the verses that talk about how this encounter happened and what Bartimaeus heard and how he responded. Okay, can you guys do that? We're good? Okay, you guys know how to talk. I know you know how to talk. I was funny. Uh, the first service, um, husband's like a chatterbox. And he's like, dude, how come you're not saying nothing? Okay, so talk amongst yourselves. You're good. Okay. Hey, what's happening? Who is it? It's Jesus. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him. You can rebuke me. Rebuke me. Telling him to be silent. But he cried all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. You guys did awesome. Way to go. I didn't hear no cursing of the Oilers. Praise the Lord. So pretty cool event, right? And I'm pretty sure that Bartimaeus' life changed in about the exact amount of time that it took us for, just, for us to do that. Notice that it didn't happen in a church, and it wasn't in some revival meeting with thousands and thousands of people. It was on the side of the road that this encounter with Jesus happened. So let's run it back one more time, right? Verse 46, they came to Jericho. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, but needs to make a stop. Bartimaeus and his buddies are kicking it. And it says in verse 47, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Bart and his buddies, you know, they're hanging out, and he hears it's Jesus. And from what he's heard about Jesus, he knows He's got to get noticed. Son of David, have mercy on me, he says. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Here the crowd is telling him to shut his mouth and to know his role. How many of you know that people can stand in the way of those seeking Jesus? I hope you and I aren't one of those. 
but Bart ain't having it. All he knows is of what the people have been telling him about Jesus, and I need to meet Jesus because I want my life to change. So he cries out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. I love how you guys kept going as I was reading because he needed to be loud and Jesus needed to hear him. Would you guys stand with me just for a few moments? As, as I was preparing this, uh, this, this, I felt like Jesus was talking. And, and as we were going to go through this, like, did you notice that the Bartus, Bart, Bartus, Bart, told, you know, when he was told it was Jesus, he didn't say, like, Jesus who? Like, who that? How does Bart even know who Jesus is? How can this guy have faith in someone he hasn't seen or hasn't met? Someone had to tell him. We know he didn't read it in a newspaper or scroll it on social. Someone had to testify about this guy who performs miracles, who casts out demons, who raises Lazarus from the dead, who walks on water, who turned water into wine, who fed 5,000 who teaches, he preaches, he changes lives, making the lame to walk and the blind to see. Who are you telling about Jesus? You guys can have a seat. If one of your friends, one of your family members who doesn't know Jesus has an encounter with him, because we know that Jesus is not far. How are they going to know who he is? How are they going to explain this unexplainable love? Verse 49, and it says, And Jesus stopped and said, Text him. And they called to the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. Don't miss this. Jesus hears Bartimaeus and he stops. The mission hasn't changed. He still has to go to Jerusalem. God is calling him to save all of humanity through the cross, and he's on his way. But Jesus stops because he hears the cry of his people, the people that he loves. Now, he could have went to Bart himself, but he didn't. He chose to use his followers and he's choosing to use me, and he's choosing to use you to reach out to people. You, who a couple seconds ago were just telling him to shut up and try to keep him away from Jesus, would you agree that people can keep people away from those seeking Jesus? Are you and I the ones judging those people? Are you, are we saying, that you're getting what, you're des- what you deserve? Or are we saying, take heart, get up, he's calling you? Verse 50, and throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus' life was about to change. He had no idea when he sprang up what he was stepping into, if he's going to fall off the stage or whatever. He just steps out in faith. And he throws off everything that he has. All he has as a blind person and a beggar 
is his coat. And he tosses it to the side because he knows my life is going to change. Verse 51, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. Shortly, we're going to move into a time of response. And so if the team wants to join me on stage, I invite you now. What do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Like, say, what? That's it? He didn't say, how many Sundays did you miss? How many chubby Asian kids did you share the gospel with? How much of the Bible have you memorized? Your deeds, your sins, your accolades? How many wells have you started? How many meals have you donated? How many pastors have you taken out for lunch? And how many little old ladies did you help across the street? You'll notice that there is not a quantitative or a qualitative stat on Bartimaeus' faith. There's no mention of how much faith he had or how faithful he was. He just asked. I believe that Jesus is asking us this question this morning. It was just his faith that healed him. Many of you guys will be familiar with this verse, and it's in Hebrews chapter 11. And this is now what faith is. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Jesus wants to make you and I well, so you will follow him. It's immediately what Bart did when the lights got turned on. And Jesus wants you and I to experience fullness of life. What do you want me to do for you? We have this real special opportunity this morning to ask Jesus because he is still working. And Jesus comes to us and says, what do you want me to do for you? What would you say? What is the thing that you would ask Jesus for that would change your life right here, right now? That you would leave everything behind for? Are you and I not Bartimaeus? Do we not have needs? Maybe we are spiritually in the dark or we're blind. Maybe you've heard it said before, you don't have because you don't ask. And why don't we ask? 
I'm guilty of this. I, I, I think like Jesus has bigger problems than mine. Like, don't you know there's a war out there? That maybe Jesus doesn't have time for me or that Jesus doesn't care. Or maybe actually I don't believe that anything's going to change. Or maybe you don't know who you're asking. This Jesus, who two weeks ago we celebrated, is alive. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He's more powerful than any authority that you know. He is Emmanuel, God with us, because He cares. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He has abundant life for you. He wants to give you life to the full. It's because you have the Holy Spirit. It's because he loves you. Because every good and perfect gift comes from him. It's because he was crucified, dead and buried, and on the third day, he rose again, beating death and giving us eternal life. This is Jesus, the one that you're asking. And so he's asking you this morning, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus simply said, I want to see. I want to see you, Jesus. I want to be accepted. I want to be loved. I want to have hope. And what I know in here is that you already know what you need to ask Jesus for. You actually think about it all the time. If this one thing could just change, my life would be different. I need a job. I need a husband. I want a baby. I want my marriage to be better. I need a friend. I want to be seen. I want my children to know you. I want to stop doing this bad habit. I want freedom in my life from anger, from depression, from anxiety. And how will you respond? Like Bartimaeus did, would you throw off your cloak, throw off the things that are hindering you, the things that you feel secure in, and would you spring up and come to Jesus, and would you ask him? Here's how we're going to invite you to respond this morning. As Chris and the team plays a couple songs and gives us time to respond, you can do that quietly in your seat. You'll notice in these verses is that this was a very personal interaction with Jesus. He didn't, they didn't have to go to somebody else and say, you know, ask this of Jesus for me. You can come to him, you can come to him right now and ask him. He's asking you, what do you want me to do for me? What do you want me to do for you? So quietly in your seat, you can do that. You can come and share it with some of the people that will be up front here who will be praying for you.
you can stand and sing with us. And so as Jesus is asking us this morning, what is it you want me to do for you? Would you be bold and ask? Let's respond together.